Kia ora, beautiful soul. Welcome to Bones of Business. I am your host, Corey J. Taylor, and we are about to jump your bones. In this podcast, we explore how to cultivate all the juicy foundations to have a wildly turned on, sassy, sensational business that you love, to truly feel it in your bones and know that you can anchor everything you want when you land in the body first. The Bones of Business podcast is designed to guide you home to yourself as the pivotal energetics of your business. We talk sex, we talk money, intimacy, leadership, emotions, bones, all the things. So be open to exploring. I have grown my business from zero to quarter of a million in two and a half years part-time. With over 15 years experience as a business owner, medical herbalist, breathwork facilitator, psychic and founder of the Kanika Academy, I want to break the fear that holds you back from success. Bones of Business is your place to come, hang out. Remember, you are so fucking powerful as you are and that your trauma does not need to run the show. Emotional safety is my highest priority in all of my spaces. And so if I do offend you, I apologize. I am still learning and growing and always a student from Down Under, New Zealand. If you love my work, please like, subscribe and share as I feel it in my bones that I am here for huge impact and new earth rising. Let's get you center stage of your life, sister. So within, so without, as above, so below, and through the bones, we fucking go. All right. Welcome, beautiful people, beautiful souls. I have one of my favorite people in my life on the podcast today, and we have just had such an incredible journey since we met, and I just cannot wait to welcome her to this space because the conversations we have we honestly each time think we should have recorded that. We should have <laughs> recorded that. And so it's been one of those moments where we're like, actually, let's just push record and see what happens. We do have a scope of what we want to talk about today. And at the same time, honestly, when we go off on a tangent, there is such a wild unfolding that happens. It feels like I get to go you know, walk about. It feels like I get to go walk about with this woman and find out all the mysteries of the universe. So please welcome Laura Cantrell. Laura is a gene key guide, empowerment and somatic mentor. She's also the co-facilitator of Kanika, which is my Kanika therapy. And she has 15 years in this journey. And that's not including all of the experience that she's had that is to this day could be a movie and <laughs> if I could have something to do with writing it or being a part of it I would be very very honored <laughs> so welcome Laura and <laughs> welcome to the Bones of Business podcast and yeah tell us a little bit about your journey it's too funny thank you for having me <laughs> um yeah I, I have said for many years I could write a book or four I have had a very interesting journey in this spiritual experience and being human. Oh gosh, where would I even start? Mainly my background is, is craniosacral therapy and Reiki. That's what started me on this journey after a traumatic hip surgery. And as I moved through the healing process, I became very, very curious about the body. I have a background in beauty therapy, so I guess it was there all along and, and pharmacy. So I've always been drawn into the body, the bones, nutrition, health. I've gone from one extreme to the other in my own nutrition and health. So 
understanding my patterns and why I show up and do the things that I do and the experiences that I've had. If you know human design, I'm a one three. I investigate and bump into stuff over and over and over. It's how I learn. So my whole world has been, well, why did I do that? And then unpacking it and how do I create a shift and change that is healthier for my body and my relationships and my connection with myself. So my journey is and my teaching is purely from my experimenting in my own world. Mm. Yeah. And and it's so deep and vast and I want to say like kind of like thirst quenching because your knowledge and your wisdom is so embodied. You really speak to the body over and over again and you've guided me on so much of my journey and it was incredible because at one point I was your coach and then it feels like to a degree you've mentored me and but as we unfold in in co-creating this container for Kanika which is bones beliefs and breath um, and clearing injuries and shock that's been sitting in the body trauma in the body it just feels like this massive unfolding that it feels multi-dimensional and everything I go through you've been through and yet we're still uh, pioneering a new way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how have you it. felt? Yeah. How have you felt with co-facilitating um, Kanika? Do you know what? I? It's funny. When you started doing Kanika, I was like, oh, my God, that's what I'm doing. Like I've been working with my craniosacral therapy background. I ended up creating this, my own way of using these techniques. And when you started bringing through Kanika, I was like, oh, I have words to describe what I've been feeling and you gave me a structure to be able to facilitate this in, in my world as well. So I think that we just spoke the same language and we were coming from a very similar space and there's so a co-creation that's going on here where my work with specifically gene keys and, and the mind belief work that I do really marries in with finding that core on the root in the bones, which is what, so I feel, I always say when we jump on a call, with the light and the dark, where the anchors either north and south, and it just seems to work really well. And then when we bounce back, especially our debriefs, there is so much gold in the debriefs that we're able to hold and, and shine a mirror on each other. And the safety that we've created in, the, in our connection means that we can drop deeper than you would in most conversations with people. And I feel like there's no stone that no stone that doesn't get unturned. And it's without judgment and it's curiosity. And I really love the safety in that. Yes, it's been mind-blowing for me. And exactly as you said, you know, when we go from, and we were talking about before, constriction, and we have that, you know, even if it's a dump, you know, we, we do a bit of a mind dump in our Voxer together for any reason. And it's like, I just needed to be witnessed. Even that shifts something, but then together we tend to find a thread that I often haven't seen which is you know when that happens it's quite unusual when you've been in the industry for a period of time you know to to keep finding a new thread and you're like hang on a minute <laughs> like you know I kind of you know you have that ego of oh I thought I'd done this or I've, I've done this before or okay there's a whole new way to look at this and it's exactly that it's curiosity and we've been in tears, we've been in laughter, we've been in all the things. So, But if we boiled it down, we were really bringing it to 
you know, when it comes to the body, we're moving from constriction to ease in being human. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the spiritual journey. Whereas what I'm seeing out there is there's so many people that are struggling to land in their body, therefore land the things they want, but also land the the life that feels turned on and pleasurable and has ease. And I'm I'm no, you know, I myself am going through this exact situation at an at a different level than I've been through it before. Mm. But let's riff on, you know, what it means to go from constriction to ease and, and how we it's the shifting gear in your next level, right? It's the shifting gear and anchoring a whole new consciousness. Because essentially that's when we can do that, we're landing a totally different consciousness and version of ourselves and iteration of ourselves that it's so potent because you're actually clearing the old identities. And mm. that can be so hard. And right now I am so in the thick of that. Yeah. It's confronting work and I think it takes a lot of patience. And I th- also think a lot of people get to a point and like, that's enough. And, and that's okay. So I feel like I've been moving through it in and out of it for years and you kind of come to a level and you see everything mapped out and you start moving forward. But there's always more threads in all levels. I always talk about like a spiral and you're moving up a spiral staircase and you're just seeing it from a different angle. And that's when people are, I've been here before, I've done this. And, and I think that is part of my gift is like to actually weave through the threads. And have you looked at it this way? Have you seen it this way? Have you felt about it that way and that's taken a long time for me to learn because I had to do it for myself because I kept hitting these walls going I've been here and done this already what is wrong with me and that is such a huge part of my journey of there's nothing wrong with me it's an invitation to see things from a different angle to open up to more compassion open up to more grace starting with the self first and it's just such a a humbling experience and a humbling journey to be able to do that so it takes patience and I do see a lot of people like you said are not able to land in the body and I recognize it and you recognize it because that is us we've been there we wouldn't be moving through this modality or wanting to teach it or even and even channeling it through unless we needed it for ourselves first and I think people forget that and that was a massive thing for me in the last year all the modalities and I've learned a lot all of the ones that I've been through were for me first and foremost but it took me a long time to have that understanding that I wasn't learning it for a client I wasn't learning it to increase my business in fact I collapsed my business and really dropped into I am doing this for me that's it if I share it, I share it. If I don't, I don't. But right now, it's for me to land in my body because I'm no good to my children, I'm no good to anybody if I'm not fully in my own essence. Yeah. And I've witnessed you and, you know, in that journey, and it was a crumble that, you know, you, of epic you, proportions it was epic <laughs> but yeah but you also like I've never seen so much grace do you know what I mean I've never seen so much grace for what you have journeyed through and you know the eloquence and, and how you 
I'm not saying that we want people to stay really strong in the in the crumble because actually that's going to be counterintuitive to what you need, right? It's but you let the crumble happen and then the grace you, you let the grace weave within, right? And witnessing it from the outside looking in but also with your awareness when you could bring it in because there was times when you know it was exhausting and you know there's times at the moment where landing Kanika has been like such a big experience for me and such a big birthing process that yeah I've I've had this physical I stood on a puffer fish for fuck's sake to try and you know slow my body down and bring me back into my body but yeah watching you has been you know a transmission in itself of how to do it without making it mean something about you and about ourselves, right? And to me, that's the biggest shift is if we can release shock and trauma and injury from the bone that is stopping us from dropping in that constriction to ease, we have completely changed and flipped the way that this world is working. Mm-hmm. Because and, and the, it's... Yep. Sorry, I was going to say, it's not to say that in moments you don't make it about you. No. I just want to very, very much clarify in moments it was all about how bad I've done life and all the things wrong. But it's the grace piece that brings you out of that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's important to be able to, to drop into woe is me. Yeah, I don't that's what be I mean. Yeah. yeah, like you let it be a safe place, you know, like that. And, and to me that, this was something that happened for me two years ago as someone said, you know, I said I'm over being in the victim, like I'm getting angry with the victim. And it was a huge shift when she outright said, well, if you were a victim, then you need to hear the victim, right? And until that you hear that victim, you're just going to keep playing to the victim. So inviting all those aspects of us around the round table has been you know a massive tool we actually just did it in module five for mm. Kanika and the unraveling of that module has probably been the most challenging in the process of Kanika because we're calling these women to the front line of their experience and exactly that some of them are not willing to or or ready to or giving themselves permission to meet themselves in that martyrdom or that persecutor or that manipulator energy and that's where we get stuck at that you know business Mm. level right when we're not willing to meet that version and it's often the one that you get super activated by like if someone says something you're like okay well I'm activated by that I'm triggered by that really hard out what is this for me not okay, I'm going to run away and, and find a new direction. No, it's the, it's the one that you hold the most judgment around. Mm. It's like, I, I always, for me, one of the biggest pieces I moved through was the manipulator. As I'm not a manipulator. Oh, my God, you're such a strategist in survival mode. What part of that is not manipulation? It might not be coming from the, the darkest, evilest pieces, but it is still a strategy of coping mechanism that you do manipulate the world around you. You manipulate how you show up in the world around you to uh, keep the peace or to protect yourself or to run away. All of it is manipulation. But we see, and this is where I love words, and you and I riff on words all the time, right? It's like, what is the manipulation? You know, what have you made it mean? Have you just 
parked it as a particular archetype of person? Or are you willing to see that maybe there are threads of that archetype and different wavelengths that are moving through that actually could be new constricted because you're not willing to see, oh, I do that. Maybe that's something I get to clean up. And that's the confronting, humbling piece of going, oh, yeah, I'm a bit of that too. And especially when you're in a spiritual world, Mm -hmm. they don't like the shadow. They'll talk (laughs) about it, but most people don't actually want to sit with it because you have to look at it and go, I am that. The thing that I'm judging, the piece that I'm being triggered by is because I am that and all of these things. Mm. And, you know, if we create even more clarity around the manipulation, it's the good girl, Mm. which we're all working through this template of the good girl and manipulation exactly like you said the words are so key because words create reality words are the word of god god is the word right and that's the root of how we express and birth new worlds and the word manipulation itself is so loaded for people and yet you said just then you manipulate your environment of course you do Right? We turn on a heater because we're cold. Like you're manipulating an environment. It's very basic, obviously, expression and concept of it, but to keep yourself warm and safe. And, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what we do on such a undertow of our day to day and our, our needs being met. And recently, like I was telling Laura just before that recently I've, I've stepped into a container. I've never, ever been so triggered and activated in a container in my life. (laughs) And it's a six-month container. And it took until last night. So we've been, I've been in it, uh, it'll be coming up four months. So I've got two months to go. And it's all about body, you know, releasing weight, which I put on in a quite a traumatizing injury or shock where I actually left my cup in for 10 days and got toxic shock syndrome. And at the same time, we were having quite a good psychological warfare with our government around, you know, the V and I am injured from vaccinations. So for me, there was this huge overlording systems trauma that I wasn't willing to visit. Instead, I was making everything wrong outside of me right and until I came in and really processed that everything outside of my world was making me protect in my body and I put on 12 kgs really quickly so this container coming back to that is you know for me to release weight and yet talking to Laura before I was just saying you know I've never been so activated and triggered by a container in my life I am doing all the things you know and it's been months and yet nothing's shifted and it was literally that constriction in my gene keys Laura's like you've got the the piece constriction and Kanika has the words constriction as well her birth date is connected to you know the the word constriction which goes to what does it go to Laura it goes constriction to ease and pleasure and finding pleasure in the body pleasure being in the human body yeah. yeah. And so I was here, I was gaslighting myself around, well, I'm, I mustn't be doing it right. Or I thought I needed more structure 
And yet it's not that it's not great for structure and mindset, but the constriction has really, really been this, I'm not in pleasure. And everywhere, everywhere else in my life right now, I have never felt so constricted in every area of my life. It's something that, you know, I wouldn't naturally talk about, (laughs) right, straight out to my community. And at the same time, I feel more emotionally regulated than ever in order to talk about it and say, you know, there is so much shame coming up that I can't get it right or that I everything I do is not enough. These are the thought bases, right? The the core core wounding. Everything I do is not enough to get what I want. And so this confrontation has shown up in my motherhood, in being a wife, in being a business leader, right? I actually, uh, full transparency, haven't sold anything for months since Kanika and have never felt this level of freeze about launching something new I've always been the one who's like yeah this feels good I'm gonna do this in human designer Manny Jen uh, role model hermit I think six two can't remember and so I'll, I'll go all in and then I'll create space for me to come back and be in the exhaustion and the overwhelm and, and come back and relax but right now it's like that's overlording right I'm in the so constricted that there's no pleasure in what I'm doing it feels like duress And so I'm in the exhaustion, but I'm also not giving the permission for that to be okay and create space. Where in the past, I totally did. And this is what, you know, we talk about a lot, eh, is... Wow, you're the queen of pleasure. I know. And I didn't even know that you were doing it quite in such a structured way. So I'm sitting there going, Corey, you're the queen of pleasure. This is... (laughs) structure and stability to the extreme right but I also said to you have you thought about the fact that maybe just in this experimentation and coming into I know I would desire structure so I'm going to go experiment over here and I'm going to take the pieces I need and add my wisdom which is the pleasure in the body and like what does that look like then exactly it gets to look like something completely unique to you and this is I think why we go into things sometime to find our edges we don't Mm. want safety and comfort all the time Mm -hmm. you wouldn't learn anything and life would honestly it would be quite boring so our our soul leads us to these containers it leads us to these frequencies because there is something for us to meet in them it doesn't mean that we have to learn everything from them and it doesn't mean that it's the perfect container and it's going to change your world but it does mean you're going to learn something about you're going to meet a version of yourself that is I don't know, flailing against the gods and and doesn't want to shift and change. You're going to meet that version. And that's when the grace and compassion comes in of like, why am I butting up against a hard edge here? And what do I get to learn? Mm, It might simply be, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. And what did I take from that? You know, and, and this is when we are in containers there you know when we have bought a program and we are being mentored and we are being coached are you coachable for one Mm. because sometimes the coaching in itself is exactly a totally different experience to how you think you're going to experience it it isn't going to be 
that one person is going to give you the information that you think you need, well, actually what you think you want, they might give you what you need. And that is a totally different experience. And so you're exactly right. And I did this in a program last year, is that I got a lot of brilliant concepts and tools to use. And, you know, it was a lot around emotional leadership and trauma-informed work. And yet my biggest learning was about me stepping into belonging. And it took me to fall out of the container because it kept, it it was 4 a.m. mornings twice a week. And my son, I don't know how many people need to hear this over and over, but my son pretty much seems like an insomniac. And I just couldn't keep getting up. And so I want to have this conversation, but I'm too afraid to have this conversation for myself because of a thought process or a belief system that, you know, I'm just one of the little kids in the playground. You know, I'm not one of the big ones that can say, hey, this isn't cool. We didn't realize it was going to be 4 a.m. twice a week for a mother who, you know, is basically a single mum during the week. And once I did, that was the scariest. I remember almost my body was having an almost heading on the lines of having a seizure, asking for help, asking to be seen, asking to be supported. And it was the most profound experience for me Mm. to ask for support, feel like a seizure was coming on and connecting the dots to when I was a child and the fear I had of asking for help until I was basically having the seizure. Like I would literally wait till the last nth degree rather than saying, hey, I'm not good right now. (laughs) And can I have the support that I need for this not to happen or for you to hold the space for me? I'd leave it until literally the last split second and then have a seizure. And I had to go in really deep and ask what that piece was. It was totally, I don't belong. So therefore I can't ask, (laughs) I'm a burden or whatever it might be. And so exactly what you said is bringing that grace and compassion to all of those experiences and sprinkling it on and just being like, it is what it is because you chose to have that medicine Uh, in some way, but it might not come in the form that you anticipated. I always say that the the medicine is in the poison. It's the thing that you don't want to be doing. It's the thing that feels uncomfortable. That's where the medicine is. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I've said it for years. It came through like in a, in a dream years ago. And it's like the, the thing that pushes my button, that, that I'm pushing against the edge of the part of that makes me want to run. You know, being a three, I'm learning to stay in the room. But I'm learning to speak up when I stay in the room rather than stay in the room and, and get really pissed off that I'm still in the room and make it mean something about me and and go into that judgmental piece it's like if I'm staying in the room what am I learning in the room how am I growing because mm. I believe that and again with jinkies I think with relationships for me we come together in these frequencies and when we break apart in a, in a distortion in a in a way that doesn't feel good, it's going to loop back around just a different face or place. And when the uh, when it's actually done, it will end with ease and grace. Mm. Otherwise, you're not taking the distortion with you to play it out somewhere else. You'll know. And I knew this even going back to, to leaving a marriage. It was like when you'll just know when it's time. If you're still asking the questions, if you're still fighting it, if you're still doubting it, it's not time. 
because mm. you're not done learning what you're here to learn. And if you do, you, you if you do leave, and you're not in that completion phase, you're going to just keep looping through somewhere else. But if it, things are meant to be done, it will actually be more easeful than you think. We don't have to fight against everything because all we're doing is fighting against ourselves. Yes, the reflection. Mm. Mm, yeah, and then the trickster mind comes in and and then you can be on the spiral downwards. Mm. Mm. Whereas it could have been, not could have been, but you know, the permission is that you can offer yourself that compassion in the beginning let the the journey give you the medicine mm-hmm. and know that that was part of it and that's okay. But then there are no mistakes. There are exactly. no failures. It's just feedback. Yeah, biofeedback mm. loops. Yeah. Mm. And how are you going to choose you and what you want rather than what you need so that you can step out of scarcity and into a freedom-based mindset? Mm. Mm. Yeah. gosh there's so much we could talk about <laughs> I mean like we can get really codependent with those experiences right like overwhelm or you know right now my word this year is cleanliness and so it does feel like there's so much getting cleaned up in my mindset and how I show up when I'm not feeling great and how I you know lead a multi-six figure business while being a mum while not sleeping great while you know playing because my my challenge in my calendar is actually the monkey mm. and so the monkey can either be the trickster or can be the play pleasure divine child magic creator of of mm. realities like the full playful version of us but on the other side the trickster can be so ridiculously overwhelming yeah, and mm. when you say cleanliness, the first word that drops into my awareness is purity. Mm-hmm. And purity is innocence, and innocence is childlike, and childlike is play. Yes. So yes. it's just reframing your relationship with cleanliness. If your word is cleanliness, what is that? Yeah. Is it cleaning the house? Is it structure and stability? Is it all of those things? Or is it dropping back into purity and innocence and play? And this is exactly, oh my gosh, I love that you brought that up. I just had an aha moment. I was sitting with this because I was thinking, I do have a codependency with overwhelm and how is it serving me? And this was happening last night before I packed my little tenty in in this container, releasing weight container. (laughs) And, (laughs) And I was thinking, what is my codependency to feeling overwhelmed? Because I'm not, I'm, I'm, actually not overwhelmed there is a lot of space and yet my space is hasn't felt productive rest recently so it's felt like I've just been on a loop and also I, I, I'm a good sleeper and so when I get woken I just go back to sleep but I do get woken a lot but lately I've been waking up and just staying up and can't get through the you know the the stuff and so I asked myself last night I was like Okay, so what is my codependence with overwhelm? Well, this recent little bout of like, oh, everything's feeling really heavy started with cleanliness. I had decided that I was going to make a really concerted effort to keep the house tidy when we came back from weekends. So normally my thing is like, right, we just had a big weekend. I'm going to drop on the couch and just chill out with my family 
and I'll do that tomorrow. But recently I've been like, no, get home, do the things, even though it's late. And so that Monday can be really good, you know, so that Monday can feel really clean. Well, it didn't, it happened three weekends in a row that I was doing well. And then the fourth weekend was like, oh no, it was too much emotionally, mentally. There was just too much of a transmission that weekend. And I made it mean something really, really big. Literally still have, it was two weeks ago, I still have the suitcase sitting there waiting to be unpacked. And I've made it mean something every day. And I was thinking, this is the piece. Cleanliness isn't the same as how I was looking at it when I started because my mum was super clean, right? Like to the point of, you know, obsessive compulsive. And you didn't know that there were kids in the house. You didn't know there were kids existed in her house. And the joke was that, you know, I spat up a lot as a child. So she would go backwards out of the house mopping. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was her, you know, so that there was no evidence of a child being being there basically. (laughs) And so I had taken that as the highest standard of living Mm. if you could keep a clean house. And so I made it my entire life's issue that if I'm not clean and structured and things are like, you know, kept exactly as they need to be, where they need to be. And my son is the biggest fidgeter. He gets stuff out of everywhere, pulls it all out. of. He's a real explorer. And so I was getting more and more and more like, oh man, I created a multi-six figure business being messy so messy stop looking for the gold star exactly (laughs) and and this is the hilarious thing is that the program that is dropping right now that has literally come from all of this is called messy and made and I have been bucking up against that trend of being messy when this cleanliness had to look like a particular way and now you've just completely defragmented the whole thing well, there's no play in it, right? If you go back to childhood and you go back to the room, the, the house looks like no children live in it. Where's the play? Where's the creativity, right? So if you're aiming for this gold star of that's what adulting looks like, that's a successful parent archetype, is that you? <laughs> no. So why are you making it wrong? Mm. like you're desiring a completely different environment. It's not making mums wrong either, but it's like it's not you. Yeah. So instead of aiming for that that tick that, yeah, I adulted really well, that what do I want adulting to look like for me? Because I think we get caught in shame. As I, I think more of us creative types, my house can go from super clean to super bombshell and I get caught in this loop of shame. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like, but where are you in your creative process at the moment? So maybe the messy is pulling all this energy field and you know taking time out and being in your creative process and once you've moved through something, whoosh, it all gets cleaned out. Exactly. And it's allowing that cycle of pulling it in and playing with all the pieces, just like Geordie does with all the toys and creating something. And once the creation's done, whoosh, it all goes away. Mm. It's just a different way. You haven't You didn't grow up that way because you have given permission for space for your creativity. Yes. I have, and I am the mother. Everybody knows I'm the mother that has no idea what's happening at school, but I'm the mother that all the kids get excited to play. They come around, they do painting, we do scavenger hunts, we do all the things, and the kids, you know, they just, like, they light up. I see them light up when they come to our house, and yet, you know, their houses are super clean. 
And I have, I've considered that several times. Like I would rather be the playful because we're here for such a short time. I'd rather be in the pleasure of like letting it be messy. Like Geordie, he was on his bike yesterday, giggled my face off because as he went up and through the mud, it all went splaying up his new vest up the back and he's just got this straight mud straight down his back. And I couldn't wait to tell everyone. And my mum was like, <gasps> gasping, you know, she was gasping. Like, oh, no, oh, no, it's messy. What are you going to do? Oh, you wash it. it. It's a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, so I love it's it. It's finding that balance, right, because too much mess can feel overwhelmed, right? Mm. So there's that that addiction to overwhelm it's but when you begin to understand what that mess is in your process you drop the shame and it actually cleans up faster as you're looking at like that's my overwhelm and feeling guilty and shame about it understand where you are in your process and because you always do clean it up Hmm. but it's it's understanding your pattern your process and and having that compassion and curiosity of like why am I doing that how is that serving me do I actually have to do the dishes? Yeah, exactly. Like what's the priority here? And what's the kink? And like, you know, and I went there is, you know, why was there codependency with overwhelm? Because it literally has kept me from simplifying and finding exactly what wants to come through for me. Which is completely and utterly new. Yes. Which is when we talk about quantum leaping and the new versions of self, it's new patterns and programming. Exactly. We can't call in new consciousness without asking the questions that push us up against the edge. Mm. And so this this is exactly from constriction to ease, really. We've 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 come full circle, you know, pleasure mm. and ease in the body. It always impacts business. You can you cannot not have it impact business in this world, in this moment, in this online entrepreneurial, you know, way of doing business. And even in a bricks and mortar, because it's going to impact how your energy field plays out and how you're showing up. So I love this. This has been such a cool chat. I love, you know, we've talked about finding the edges, you know, walking the edges. We've talked about codependency. We've talked about, you know, grace and compassion, cleanliness, mm-hmm. purity, innocence and play. We've talked about messy and made, messy and made, right? And, you know, we've talked about, getting the medicine that we've decided whether we know about it or not because we go into containers because we want to but what often comes up is literally what we need and that's a totally different kettle of fish (laughs) that's the trust level of like you're drawn to it for a reason you might not know the reason you might think it's this but it's really that Yeah. yeah and you know it it might not come out the way you want it to. Like, you know, with this one that I'm experiencing right now, I know I'm learning. I'm being confronted by a lot. And I'm not going to make it mean that the container is the problem. It's not. I'm getting what I need. You get yeah. to sift through and and pick what you keep and, and discard what, what you don't. And none of that is wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right, babe. Thank you so much, Laura. Always, always, always awesome. We could literally talk every week and it could be hours. (laughs) So Laura will probably be, knowing us, a regular guest on the Bones of Business podcast because, 
your wisdom is always profound and I always have some kind of aha moment where one consciousness has met another and the connection's been made and I'm like, oh, there we go. That was what was wanting to come through. So I hope you took something away from this beautiful family, community. Yep. Mm. And Laura, thank you so much for being here, babe. I appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next one. See you later. Mm.